This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to All Sports Talk on this January 18th. Jeff Jordan with me as per usual on Monday. Jeff, good to see you. Good to see you, sir. Looking through this fine piece of plexiglass. <laughs> this separates us an engineering marvel. I, I don't know what to think about this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I understand Brian Barrett had something to do with it. Well, that. I was told that I had. You don't. You do know his expertise is in radio. Well, and I know that I couldn't have done what he did here uh, to separate the guests from the other guests. Um, but <laughs> what you call it, the engineering marvel? That's it. Well, okay, we'll go with that. That's good the, enough for me. Oh my gosh! News of the day is uh, Jeremy Pruitt did not survive his. Uh, Season and apparently the the uh, insurrection uh, the uh, the uh, foul play apparently that's in place uh, because he was fired for cause. Jeff, that means they uh, he broke some violated some rule in the contract. I've told you off air. I think that's going to be a maybe a little bit of a court battle involved. I, I what I know about it, I know from what I've seen on TV. So please, I am no expert at all. No, and this is, I don't know exactly what time this happened, but uh, <clears throat> it was uh, today, right? Yes, it was, and breaking news this afternoon, wasn't it not? Or, well, it was this no. morning. This morning? Yeah. Okay. And I heard it. I, I, I did not know about it today until, uh, I don't know, a couple hours ago, I guess. Um, and it may be more than one court case because I understand they fired nine other people, um, assistant coaches. I believe I have that number right. Um, and I, you knew that that some of these people were going to be i think leaving i think we knew that because when they asked to for everybody to take a cut and gave them people you know um, uh, choices to do that or not do that sure a number of them said absolutely not now right. that's whether they're right or wrong not my business but if you did that you were pretty sure you weren't coming back i'd say well that said if you've got a four or five-year contract jeff which is where you're at i mean you if you're not coming back, it's because you don't want to come back, or you're going to forfeit a, a big check. And most people choose not to do that. And I, I'm not—I I said I didn't know whether they were right or wrong. I just said that was kind of an indication to me there might be a problem. But evidently, this for cause doesn't have anything to do with theoretically with the f- record of the football correct, team this year. Correct. Yeah. It's got to do with the recruiting and all those for other calls things. Would, would indicate there's a rules violation, or ethical yeah. comment violation of something away from wins and losses wins and losses can't get you for cause and for those that don't understand what for cause 
the implication of that is that means a $12.6 million buyout that they would have to pay him if it's for cause for a rules violation that can be proven. They don't have to pay that $12.6 million. That's a hefty sum of money, Jim. That is a hefty sum of money, even over a number of years. Uh, it's a hefty sum of money. And my goodness, if one thing Tennessee can do well, let's pay us pay past coaches. My heavens, they've paid a fortune out there on, in past coaches. And uh, anyway, another 12 some odd million, I guess. Uh, plus, plus, uh, plus, because these assistant coaches that are fired for cause, if it proves out they, they have to pay them, they'll have to pay, I think, the figure was like 18 19 million all all together for the entire staff no that's that's why i said we're probably looking at more than one court case sure uh you're gonna have to prove every one of those individually i would think and it's it challenged I, I told you off air my yeah. my opinion will be that there'll be a settlement take place that, that somewhere between zero and 12.6 million for for Pruitt will be the settlement that they'll, they'll agree on that we'll pay you x to go away and if you don't take me to court and i would i would probably agree with that and the assistant coaches as well but but that doesn't mean that uh, first of all the ncaa can can do other stuff sure right? oh yeah and all of this stuff is going to be in the in the media all of it so it's not going to take a court case to bring it out i have no idea if the charges are true or not i certainly hope they are not but uh, the newscast that i heard and everybody else has heard too. They were pretty definite. Jeff, about it. if you were the chancellor of the university, would you not want to be dead level sure before you fire someone for cause? Wouldn't you want to be dead level sure that you have your ducks completely beak to tail? There would be no doubt. That is correct. <laughs> so we shall see whether she's got that <laughs> that theory in place. But I, and I don't know that Lady Doll. She hadn't called me for lunch lately. <laughs> Can't even call her name, so that tells you a lot about it, right? All right, so let's take our break. If I were if I were building a brand new university somewhere, you know, for ten, twenty thousand students, et cetera, et cetera, I would solve this problem. And the here's here's how I would solve it: no football. <laughs> that would take care of it. No stadium, no upkeep, millions of dollars in expenses. Maybe you no can, students. You can spend, no, no, there'd be plenty of kids there. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that what we sell? It and and, and and I know it's it's proven to be true when when a team has a good football season, a really good football season, the university enrollment in, increases, the the number of applications do increase. There's there's some some evidence points to that direction. They're going to come to my school for volleyball, cross country, and academics. <laughs> Not a bad way to go, right? All right. Well, you know, Central Magnus has survived that. Here in Rutherford County, the board made that decision. What Central Magnet been around how long, Jeff? 12, 15 years? Not as a magnet school. How long's it been? I, I don't know, but eight or ten years. Eight or ten, well, okay. Yeah. But uh that was one of the the deals there that would be no football or no so stadium to play in, no football, right? Right. And they've survived, done pretty well. Done very well. All right, now that break, we'll come back and we'll get into some sports after this. Hello. Cave Vision Center. Just received one of the high-tech lenses for cataract problems. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Tell us what your vision was like before the surgery. My vision at night was 
really terrible. It's when a car came from the opposite direction. I was pretty much blinded me and how happy I am with the lenses. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Be sure to tune in tonight at 6 for Rick Insel Live here on WGNS. Dick Palmer will talk with the coach about uh, most recent games and upcoming Conference USA opponents for the Lady Raiders. That's at 6 tonight. Then at 7, Nick McDevitt Live with Chip Walters hosting. That's 7 o'clock tonight right here on WGNS. Coming up tomorrow, State Farm Prep Basketball. Riverdale is at Stewart's Creek. A big girls game, both teams undefeated. It's going to be a fun time at Stewart's Creek, 5.50 airtime. Girls game followed by what should be a great boys game as well here on Tuesday night. Friday, we've got Lady Raider basketball at Western Kentucky on the radio and Blackman at Riverdale on State Farm Prep Basketball, and that'll be at WGNSRadio.com and streaming on our apps. More on our website, WGNSSports.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff. You and I go back to this point where we marveled that radio could be on the. We can listen to ball games on radio and certainly watch it on television, right? Right. Now, now you can watch it online or listen to it online or on the app or this, that, and the other. It's just kind of fascinating. You know, we have uh, looking at our map here where the listeners are, you know, we, we got them pegged, right? Literally pegged. One in Montana. Or One in Montana. I wonder more. who is listening to us in That's Montana. That's a long way to take a tin can and tr- stretch a wire, don't you think? I think if they've got a computer. <laughs> We got them in Florida, Louisiana, Arkansas, Washington, Chicago. There are a lot of people. They are good neighbors. They are good neighbors. That's right. (laughs) We have a caller on the line. Speaking of good neighbors, welcome in. How's it going, Tim and Jeff? You You know, it couldn't be much better. I actually did some manual labor outside today, so I'm kind of I'm kind of sore. (laughs) I understand that. It it, it, it should be worse, I guess, because it has to stay on the ground. Well, stuff had to be done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, I guess. I just. Want to say I didn't know if you guys saw the uh, the deal with the uh, 
about the officials and see that was throwing the basketball. They, of course, they, they had a pay cut there for a while. Yeah. They said this week they were going to go back and, and uh, pay what they regularly get paid. That didn't last long. <laughs> I, asked, I asked one of the officials one night for, for the for a ball game. I asked the person, I said, what do you think about this pay cut? And the person didn't like it. She was saying all these other states around Tennessee get paid more. She was talking about like Kentucky and Alabama and Georgia. And the person said in Alabama they get paid 150 a night to do games down there. Well, I can't speak to that one way or the other. I don't know about that. I'm just saying that's just what the person had told me. But I did want to ask you guys too what you thought about all the different things that uh, I know they changed some different sites for the different uh, championships and things. Uh, this last week they did a lot of different things. I know for for golf and soccer and things like that. So uh, you know and uh, and all that. And I did want to uh, say say too. I wanted to congratulate Rick Enzo on coaches five five hundred game Friday night. With the Lady Rams, you know, they won about 20 on Friday. They lost Saturday, but still near the top of the near the top of the conference. I know they're playing divisions this year, so kind of a, you know it's kind of a catch 22 there. But they've got Western this weekend, and uh, and and uh, I don't know if it's uh, that's there here. So I don't know what he's going to do about spending money in Kentucky. I don't know money <laughs> Same thing. Money. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'll hang on with you guys and talk about that. And have a good have a good show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Jeff, yeah, that official thing, Jeff, is is, is worth discussing. Uh, we were talking about a shortage of officials a year or two ago, right? Right. One way to make that shortage even shorter is to cut people's pay. Now, I get un- understand why a Riverdale-Oakland game, an Oakland Seagull game, a Blackman-Riverdale game in basketball could draw 1,200, 1,500 fans, right? Right. At 6 or $7 a pop. That, that's real money. That now they don't get, and and yet they're still paying security, paying officials. Three officials that isn't it like one hundred and fifteen dollars a night? I think I think that close. If that's not right, it's within five or ten dollars of being right. Yeah. So you know you're looking at uh, four and a, uh, three and a half, uh, four hundred dollars security. I know we have to have at least two in a high school game that's there. Sometimes more. Uh, so you you got money to pay to get the game on the line. So schools are really struggling, I'm sure, money-wise. And then that was the idea to try to help the schools out. But officials kind of got caught up in the middle of that thing. I I didn't know if it was a good idea or not. Apparently they had to backtrack pretty quickly on it. Well, I, I think we need to remember that the schools are the ones to pay. It's not TWSAA. Sure, correct. It doesn't cost them a dime to have ten officials or two. But um, – uh, I don't know why they backed off of that so so quickly, um, but it was probably for good reason, I guess. Um, and there were a lot of schools um, that quite often lose money anyway um, in a regular year, um, just a regular season game. They might they might they can't cover all their expenses, which which sure. could include not only officials but. Uh, people that game personnel, clock operator, bookkeeper, that kind of thing, and they're not paid exactly a fortune, but they are paid. I, I don't know what they're paid in other states. I have no idea. Um, I do know that the officials' pay has gone way up since you and I coached. It has, uh, and probably uh, for, for good reason. I, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. It's a, obviously a tough job, and that that money that you're paid, Jeff, does not that covers your travel or whatever. You get paid X number of whether you live in Murfreesboro mm. or you. Officiate a game at Riverdale, or if you have to go to Gallatin, you have to go to East Ridge, whatever it happens to be. So, uh, if you got to travel a good distance by yourself, in particular, uh, you got 
a lot of hours invested in it. And, and as you mentioned, tough. the game is tough enough to call, and then you got to deal with uh, coaches and fans and sometimes some very hostile environments. Yes, and, and I guess that's all part of the part of the pay, which, uh, boy, there's – there, there's been some nights where um, uh, when I was officiating locally um, and where it just um, it, was, it was easy money, you know, just not a problem. Um, teams played well. Coaches were reasonable. Everything was okay. It, 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 there's been some other nights where, you know, not so much. Sure. And um, on those nights you feel like you're well underpaid. So... I guess it all works out. But I am glad that they kind of backed up on that, uh, really. And it, it's hard to find officials sometimes. It's, it's very, very difficult. difficult. And, and Jeff, another <clears throat> issue that comes up, sometimes you have a girls team that's on COVID restriction, but the boys team can still play. So the officials got to come and call one game instead of two. I don't know the answer to this. Is it they still paid the 115 bucks to come? I don't know. Calling one game instead of two? They can't get much less than that, would you think? I wouldn't think so. I mean, everything else is the same. Uh, if you've got to eat, you got to eat. If you've got to drive, you got to drive, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Now, you are there fewer hours, I guess, an hour and a half or so less, maybe two. So I guess there's that difference, but there's really not that much difference, really. Uh, I'm, I'm satisfied it's not cut in half. Would you? you oh, no, that? I wouldn't think so. No, I agree. Uh, talking about the uh, change of venues for some some tournaments, uh, soccer has moved to Chattanooga, I believe. Mm-hmm. Golf has moved to Knoxville. I don't remember where they moved it to, Tim. I'm sorry. It has moved. It it was at Manchester, right, for a good while. It's East Tennessee. I know that. I don't remember where. Uh, I'll try to get Matt Gillespie on here uh, Wednesday. We've got uh, Monty's going to be out, so I've been recruited to take care of Wednesday show. I may give Matt. Let's be a call at TWSWA and maybe get the answer to some of those kind of questions. Uh, the real question is right now, Jeff, and we don't know the answer, but I think I suspect I know the answer. Murphy Center going to be used for a state tournament? No. I would guess no. I'd say no. I, I think, uh, and, and I do not know this, I, I please don't think that I've got the inside track anywhere, but I think the state tournament in, in high school basketball, boys and girls, will be played at Riverdale and Siegel and Oakland. And and uh, and Blackman and perhaps Smyrna. Yeah. Now that's my opinion at this point. Now I don't see how and Middle is going to allow high school teams to come in and play, although they would like to, I am sure, but without allowing Middle to play <laughs> in sure. front of fans. Correct. Uh, so and and that's the problem. It's not not that they don't want the tournament. I'm sure they do. But, um, you know, you if you're not going to let people in, you can't let them in. Now, that means that we'll have to come up with our own rules and regulations. And thank goodness we've got a tremendous athletic director in this county <laughs> who can handle this. <laughs> you think? I think so, yes. David Lipscomb's also involved in this thing, Jeff. So that's where Division II uh, are held the week before the girls' tournament. And uh, apparently that's also in limbo and so what they might do there. Uh, and if they if they move the tournament to high school sites as you mentioned or off site from Middleton Murphy Center in Lipscomb Allen Arena, Jeff's likelihood will be the single A tournament will be played in one site, the double A tournament will be played at another school, triple A played at another school. We won't see all of them gathering up in one spot. Uh, Thursday night or Friday night, you'll see the first round games of single A, double A, triple A all taking place at the same time. Wouldn't you think? I would I would guess so, uh, and and that's. Um 
that's how we do spring fling. We have, you know, single A baseball at one place and double A at another place and so forth until you get to the later rounds when you, you could combine them. Um, but uh, I would imagine that that's going to happen. And, you know, it's not exactly in the the, the distant future here. No, <laughs> this, no. This is six, eight weeks away. Yeah, they, and, it's typically played, what, the second week in March? Is that when? Yeah, that's exactly I know right. last year it was March the 11th was the uh, the thursday night that uh the, the plug got pulled i'm pretty sure that was the right date so it tells you about when this tournament they played wednesday and thursday and then that was the end of it right there well I, I we don't want that to happen again if we can help it uh for sure and um i i would imagine that the the, the local schools and i wasn't really kidding you and others will will work out a plan to get this done and uh, uh it may be inconvenient uh, perhaps but um at least we'll get our tournament in. We certainly want the kids It appears to, it's going to happen. It yeah. appears the tournament's going to take place in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It does. Even though we're going to have some issues, Jeff, with schools maybe not getting there that should. Some going to be seated differently than they might should. Let's, let's take Blackman girls, for example, Jeff. Right now they've played precious few games. They're going to be seated something less than what what they typically you would think they would be if they had played their full schedule, right? Right. In the tournament. I think they've played just five. And who, who knows who's going to get – a code break during the tournament. Right. Somebody's going to get one in district tournament. Somebody's going to have it happen in region tournament, right? right. Somebody across the state of Tennessee, it's, it's got to happen. Right. The odds are just there. So, uh, even though it's going to be a difficult time, football got through it. I think basketball appears like they're going to get through it. I certainly hope so. And if you get to if you get to that point, and then you have to you have to not play a game, or there's there's no time to postpone it. No. Well, you know, we can postpone tomorrow night's game, for instance, if we have to, and play it on Wednesday night or, or some other night, and and fine. But if you're talking about the region tournament or the district tournament, you're probably not going to be able to do that. Well, district, for example, districts are run by themselves. The, the, the Rutherford County Schools, TSSAA, doesn't tell the District 7 how to run their tournament. The right. coaches in the schools there do that. And so, But I was asked the question, if, you know, with all these uh, delays and all these uh, games that – have to be canceled and postponed and so forth. Can they move the season back? I said, well, you can move it back a day or two, but the district tournament's got to be finished by X number of dates, right? right? So the region tournament can be played, so that all it's going to be in play. So I, you might can buy a day, maybe two days, maybe, and that's about it. Yeah, it's it's very very tight, uh, and the, of course we always run the risk of snow, sure, uh, and uh, bad weather. And but I tell you what, it can make it really rough well, on the, people. I guess there's the the plus side for us here jeff is weather's not been a factor this winter no it doesn't appear that it's going to be anytime soon i looked at the seven day forecast uh right before i came in next monday it's going to be 54 degrees i think it's going to be so when you get to january 25th which is what next monday will be you just about beat beat the deal not all together because you remember just as well as i do back in was it uh 68 i mean excuse me 90 94 i believe it was when a snowstorm hit here, and uh, it just a foot, 14 inches of snow during Girl State Tournament, right? Right. So it can happen in March. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've got, at, at that time, I had a number of friends in Coffee County, not so much now, but that was the year the Coffee County girls won it, and they still call it the tournament that nobody saw. Sure, exactly. <laughs> they couldn't get to it. Uh, and a number of people, and I do mean a large number of people, we're still stranded here two days later 
not because it was so bad here, but because it was so bad wherever they were going, mainly Sevierville and Chattanooga, <laughs> places like that. And I had dinner with some of them at Ryan's Steakhouse, oh, if yeah. you remember Ryan's Steakhouse. I think it opened up around that time. And uh, anyway, they were they were in line. <laughs> so, but anyway, you're right. Uh, but it, the tournament was played. It, we, we played it. I got an interesting story I won't use on air, but I'll tell you off air what it was, how that weekend went for me. It was kind of a memorable time. But uh, <laughs> it's time right now to get away and uh, get ready for Chip Walters and the Blue Raider Inside Report after these messages. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. WGNSRadio.com. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's still slow out here on 24 Westbound. Trying to get past Joby Jackson from an earlier accident. Hopefully, we'll start to improve here in a few minutes, but it's been crazy slow out here on 24 Westbound. Once you get past Joby Jackson, it did pick back up to a decent speed. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pine. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. An exclusive look at Rutherford County weather from our own meteorologist. WGNS Weather Eye Forecast is on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615 615- and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. All right, Chip Walters at the Blue Raider Insider Report. I'm sure lots to talk about from last weekend's play and uh, this week uh, coming up on the coaches' shows tonight, of course. Chip, go ahead. 
Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's uh, get right into our first update of the week. I want to remind you that we are back on the air tonight with basketball coaches shows. Coach Rick Ensel will be at 6 o'clock with Rick Ensel Live, presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union. Then at 7 o'clock, it's Nick McDevitt Live, presented by Middle Tennessee Electric. So we invite you to be part of it. We'll be right here on WGNS. Also, you can catch the video on the Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page. We'd love Love to get your uh, your questions in early. Radio at GoBlueRaiders.com. That's radio at GoBlueRaiders.com. That is the email address. Go ahead and send those in early, and we'll get to them during the show tonight. All right, let's look back at basketball over the weekend, starting with the women's side. Courage and fight were not enough to overcome some tired legs for Middle Tennessee on Saturday. The Lady Raiders, who are now 7-4 and four overall, 5-1 and one in conference play, were searching for their eighth win in in a row and a weekend sweep over Conference USA foe Southern Miss, but the Golden Eagles had other plans, leaving Murphy Center with a 69-61 win and uh, running their record now to 3-5 overall and 1-5 in league play. Friday night, 78-58, later Raider victory came on the back of winning the turnover battle, capitalizing on offensive rebounds and hitting free throws. The same looked like it was in store for Saturday, but some offensive miscues eventually did Middle Tennessee in. The starting five played almost the entire game with junior Amanda Whittington, the only bench player seeing action with three minutes. Playing those many minutes on the tail end of a back-to-back is always tough, and the exhaustion showed down the stretch as Middle Tennessee hit only five of its final 17 shots and committed 10 turnovers in the second half. All right, let's go to men's action. The Blue Raider men battled back after a very disappointing performance on Friday night, fighting every second of the way Saturday afternoon before dropping a heartbreaking 64-59 loss in Hattiesburg to Southern Miss. The Blue Raider defense clamped down after giving up a season-high 84 points the day before, but continued to suffer from shooting woes. The Blue Raiders finished the night 21 of 58, 36% from the field, and only six of 26 from beyond the arc. That's 23.1%. A lackluster start hampered the Blue Raiders again on Saturday as they would uh, huddle at the first media timeout with four turnovers already in the box score and an early four-point deficit on the scoreboard. The Blue Raiders... uh, pulled within, had the lead, and saw Southern Miss retake the lead. Middle had a chance to get very, very close right in that final minute. Uh, Missed on a rebound on a free throw that ended up with a dunk on the other end for Southern Miss, and the Golden Eagles won it by a score of 64-59. to All right, uh, men's tennis going on this afternoon. The opening dual match of the season against the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana started at 1 o'clock out at the Adams Tennis Complex. Due to the current state of COVID-19 pandemic, fans not allowed entry to uh, watch the match at the Adams Tennis Complex. You uh, will have all the uh, recap for you coming up tomorrow. All right, that's it for Monday afternoon. Be sure again, join us tonight. Rick Ensel live at 6 o'clock. Nick McDevitt live at 7 o'clock right here on WGNS. All right, Jeff, we'll come back and talk more about Middle Tennessee's basketball weekend. Uh, really uh, not a good one at all. Okay. Men loses twice and, and ladies uh, split with Southern Miss. And that 
for most of us was a disappointment for sure. Rick Hensel will talk about that, of course, and Nick McDevitt will tonight right here on WGNS Radio. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll throw our two cents worth at you on All Sports Talk. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shops. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff Jordan with me today, brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collins with Edward Jones Financial Services in uh, right here in Murfreesboro. I heard Lee on the radio with Brian the other night. The other day, I should say, in the morning. And I think Brian stated he was the longest-running guest Brian had on that morning show for ever and ever and ever amen it's entirely possible um i saw lee the other night out at toots um he, he really is a fantastic financial advisor and, uh, and well, if he can handle your money he can handle it well that's right all i got i got over twenty dollars now and, and um, it's growing fast that's up from 18 just just six years ago no i'm kidding he, he I, I meant that to be a compliment we got a listener in canada by the way tim how about that I'm I'm thrilled. Oh, I wonder Canada. who that is. Right. What? Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. That's right. Jeff, uh, Middle Tennessee's men, uh, one in three now. Uh, one in. I thought right. Yeah, one in three because they didn't play the first week. They're they're two games behind. So one in three. <laughs> Hoping for a breakout season. It's beginning to look less and less like that's going to happen. Afraid so. Uh, and very competitive. Uh, work very hard. I wish I could say. A lot of other great things about them, but uh, I haven't seen them. And I've tried to watch on TV, but, uh, you know, they, and they've been advertising sometimes that they're on television, but I, I, I haven't found them sometimes. I'm having difficulty in that area. It must be me. Well, you know, season's still got plenty of room to, to, to grow right. and prosper and, and all that kind of thing. And, and, and as you said, they seem to be competitive, but uh, – one three is not the way you want to start for sure. And, and Middle Tennessee very disappointing to lose on Saturday after a big win over Southern Miss on Friday night. Turn around and, and lose the next day. I think Chip brought up a very good point that uh, when you play your starters almost every minute. I'd say both Hayes girls probably played 80 minutes this weekend. Once you do that, it that second day it begins to wear on you. Now you know I mentioned to you off air that Southern Miss also had to play, but. I didn't look at the minutes that they had, but at some point in time, if you're going to play Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, you're going to need to try to find some way to get some other people in the game to just rest some legs, wouldn't you think? 
I would think that'd be very true, and particularly you know the the day before. Um, but and we have talked about this uh, on other occasions on this show. Uh, in, in district and region tournament, you know, you, you play th- three nights out of sure. four or two nights in a sure. row all the time. And uh, I would uh, suggest to you, although I have not talked with Coach Ensel, I would suggest to you that he was very likely very disappointed with Saturday because he's got the better basketball team. Yes. And, and, and for some reason, they did not show and it. It was brought up by our caller. He, he, he's coached over 500 games now in Middle Tennessee after a stellar <laughs> career at Shelbyville mm-hmm. and, and others. So who am I to, to share with him how he needs to coach his basketball team? I, I'm, I'm sure he has the idea that he'd love to get more minutes out of some other players too, wouldn't you think? Yes, I would think that's probably true. And he's going to be on the radio here tonight in about the 25 minutes, so we'll get to find out. That's right. Uh, I heard him last week talking about uh, – two weeks ago, they weren't on last week, two weeks ago, that uh, the foreign players he has on the team now – could, has he learned their language? He said, no, they had to learn Cannon County language. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those that don't know, Rick grew up in Woodbury, right? In, in yeah. that area, and, and uh, Middle Tennessee guy all the way. And uh, so, uh, and, and as I said, he has been so successful, ultra successful, most successful coach at Middle Tennessee, most successful coach in maybe in history of Tennessee high school basketball for that stretch at Shelbyville. Uh, so uh, he, he clearly has his reasons for doing what he does, and, and he, he wants to go with the best five he can go with. And uh, but hopefully they can develop some depth. Yes, and I and I think that will happen. I, I'm I'm quite confident. I was just um, it's not very often, very seldom are we surprised at who wins the Middle Tennessee women's basketball game. We know it might be close, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm probably one of the few people thought a few years ago we were going to beat Michigan State. Sure. I mean, I I, I really thought we would, and we came within just a hair of doing it. Uh, But anyway, that doesn't really matter, I guess. But I would would suggest that many people were surprised about Saturday's result. And I, I I know Coach Insel, though. He'll find a way to use that to make himself better. Well, guess what? What? The biggest weekend of the season for him, I would think, and he won't say that tonight because they're all, they all count the same in the win-loss column, but I do know that he has great passion for beating Western Kentucky. They will get to play this year on the road twice, Friday night and Saturday night. And I'm guessing, Jeff, he's actually going to have to break down and spend some money there. He talks about not doing it, but uh, – Surely they're going to not drive all the way back to Murfreesboro after Friday night's game just so they don't have to spend the night in Kentucky. He might come across Tennessee State line, though, you think? Well, I was thinking, does he mean himself <laughs> or did he mean on his team? Or, I mean, are we going to go get burgers somewhere or what are we going to do there? Now, if he's just himself, he could drive back to Clarksville somewhere, right, and and get a <laughs> get a sandwich. It wouldn't be Clarksville. you come back to well, well, Robertson County someplace would be the best where? way. Uh, Robertson where? County up in Springfield. Oh, something okay, like that. well, I think – Clarksville's closer. Well, anyway, okay, whatever you say. But if he means on the team, well, that's going to be a problem. If, if, you well, know, I'll assure you, being the being that I've driven for 50-some-odd years now up and down Interstate 65 <laughs> to get to Charlestown, Indiana, and back, going through Bowling Green, I know exactly the way it works. And you're not going to go to Clarksville from there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if he goes north. I don't know much, but I do know that. <laughs> if he goes north. Yeah, he could go north. He, he could do that. That's a long way. Green. He can still spend in Kentucky. I don't think that's the issue, right? Uh, that's just, correct. 
get out of Warren County. That's where that. Oh, that's what he wants to do. I think it's Warren. I think it's Bowling Green. He doesn't want to spend money in. So, oh, so he might be able to get. Well, out he could of, drive over to Cave City or something. Yeah, yeah, Scottsville or something like that. There you go. That's not that far. <laughs> All right, I, I'm guessing he's got more things to worry about then. Then where he's going to eat his meal. I think he'd sure love to come away with two wins from Western Kentucky, that's for sure. Well, let me say this um, um, and not not jinx anybody, okay? He has an excellent chance for two Ws. Sure. Let's leave it at that. And if the women are playing in Bowling Green, that means the Western Kentucky men are playing in Murfreesboro. That is correct. And that also, Jeff, going back to my days in college, when I started Middle Tennessee in 1970, Western Kentucky's always been the team that Middle loves to beat. Uh, because at that time, for sure, Western Kentucky was a national power, not just a power in the OVC, but they were the, they were the big bully in the OVC block. But they had kids like Jim McDaniel and Clem Haskins and some, some I mean, premier players. Uh, so Western's always been that big brother that Middle is uh, trying to get to and had pretty good success in the last 25 years. We had uh... – I can go back a little bit before that um, uh, in my high school years and even before that. We had rivalries with with uh, Tennessee Tech and, and um, uh, certainly Tennessee State and Austin Eastern uh, and Austin P and sure. Murray. We had we had just about everybody on our schedule seemed like it was a rivalry, but nothing rose to the level of Western except Western. I think I think I can say that fairly. Well, we talked about that last week, Jeff. The, mm-hmm. the Yankees, that team that, the, if you weren't a Yankee fan, there was a team you loved to hate. Well, Western Kentucky fit that building. They, and the reason was yeah. the same. They won too much. They just absolutely won too much. Uh, Daryl Carrier, uh, Bobby Rasco. I mean, I, I can remember some really, really fine players that they had there. Uh, and the, the Ed Diddle, which is the Diddle Arena, is named after. And that red towel that you'll still see Western Kentucky fans, as, as Diddle would sit on the bench and chew on that red towel. If I'm not mistaken, there was a Diddle also coached here at Middle, right? I think so. His son in the somewhere in the late '60s. I uh, I always remember that. Of course, that towel and the clenched fist with the towel in it is painted on the floor up there, as you know, I guess. And um, um, they ran a press that um, it depended. They didn't call out numbers. They didn't say that none of this stuff. It depended on where the point guard was standing. Okay, if he's standing on the towel, that meant they were running this kind of press. And if he was behind the line or the left side of the t- whatever, and and you couldn't figure it out what they were going to do because you didn't know smoke signals, all yeah. so to speak. <laughs> Very strange, but the oh, they did win a lot. My goodness, they surely did. Well, hopefully, uh, we we can have some success with them here. They, they Jeff, are again to me is still the team that I'd rather beat than anybody on the schedule, both men's and women's. And I recall back three or four years ago when Kermit had it really rolling. It was fun to see, go in there and, and see Middle Tennessee beat up on Western Kentucky a little bit. The, the, I think the night – I've been to a lot of games there and, and, and nights that have the, – the crowd's been loud and crazy and whatever, but I'm not sure that I saw one any louder and crazier, more students involved than the Western Kentucky game and what it had been about 2017, probably something like that, when uh, Middle won that basketball game by uh, a bunch. Yeah, I remember Giddy Potts. Rose up and hit several threes and and all. What a great night that was! Yeah, and we've had, of course, we've we've had some of those. I I remember one night, actually two different nights. One when Jimmy Earl was coaching and they were playing Western, and another night when Stan Simpson was coaching after Jimmy and they were playing Western and in the in the arena there, and you absolutely 
could not breathe. Sure. There were so many people in that in that gym. There was not a empty seat. Everybody was standing. It was it was wonderful. I don't know if you during that era if you made any trips to Western Kentucky to Diddle Arena to see Middle Tennessee Western play then, but um, same thing happened there. That that arena at that time seated, set seated about thirteen thousand. They've now cut it down size wise. I think it's less than ten, but. Uh, that place would be full, and Middle would have 3,000 people there. I mean, a, yeah. a huge crowd would show up for those basketball games. Saw some great, great action. They always seated you far away oh, from yeah. the well, action as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, we need to take a break. We, let's come back and talk a little high school, Jeff. Okay. Right after this. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter, Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Good afternoon. It's still slow out here on 24 Westbound. Trying to get past Joby Jackson from our earlier accident. Hopefully, it'll start to improve here in a few minutes, but it's been crazy slow out here on 24 Westbound. Once you get past Joby Jackson, it did pick back up to a decent speed. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pie. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This segment brought to you by First Bank. Jeff, I walked, went through the uh, branch bank out there across from Sportscom the other day to make my large deposit from All Sports Talk to make sure it was safe and secure and found that staff there to be quite hospitable. Enjoyed that experience. And frankly, I'm glad they moved it out there because that bank's a little closer than the one downtown. So hey, I say it's downtown. It's not far from your house, is it? It, it? It's very convenient to me, which I think is what banks are trying to do. In all cases, right? Try to be as convenient as again for those old folks. My understanding is the young folks don't even bother going to banks. They just kind of scan things around and whatever. Uh, caller asked about the uh, situation for fans at Middle Tennessee. As far as I know, Jeff, the last count I had, the last report I had was no fans being allowed in in the game. So I haven't heard anything different. Don't expect to, frankly. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost sure that we're not going to have any. High school is certainly that way, and mm-hmm. through uh, this week, and, and I've heard nothing that's changed. I um, we did we did hear last Thursday, that, uh, I believe it was Thursday, that uh, fans would uh, could not come to the Southern Miss uh, women's games this weekend, um, and um, I would assume later on this week we'll probably hear the same thing about the. About, yeah, we about don't know Western. that for sure for this no, weekend. We don't, so you'll know. Uh, but I think Jeff and I, are in a two to nothing vote, that we 
expect that it will remain intact the way it is. And I, I frankly don't have any illusion in my mind that I'll get to see them play at all this year. No, I don't either, and I just, I just hate it, and I'm trying not to think about it. And my great-grandson is livid. But he doesn't know who to be mad at yet. He's not old enough, so he takes that on me. <laughs> but you're mad enough to take it, right? I can take it. But as he says so eloquently, basketball all gone? I said, yeah. It's <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> uh, well put. Well put. Oh, well, speaking of which, uh, high school basketball is, is suffered the same fate, games in and games out and so forth. I mentioned You mentioned Blackman girls have played five games so far that we know of. And uh, – continue to be in protocol well i can't imagine they get all their games made up before the district tournament so they're going to end up with forfeit losses and yeah that that potentially is a very good basketball team can make some noise if, if they can get on the floor yeah when you and i was trying to think i normally by this time you probably would have played 18 when you uh, yeah I, I, 20 I know maybe. Upperman, upperman is 19 and 0 okay you know, so i mean yeah that um, so it's, I'm sure not what Jennifer Grandstaff wanted, but I mean that's the way it is. She's got to live with it, like everybody else. It, it looks like right now that um, uh, Stewart's Creek and Riverdale girls um, they're going to play tomorrow night. Yes, they are. And um, uh, at Stewart'sboro, we'll have it right here on the radio. So Brian Barrett will be there, um, and uh, they both uh, do not have any district losses and. I would think the, the winner will have a leg up at least uh, on on the district championship. I would think I'm not eliminating anybody though, and COVID can change everything. Um, the the best boys team record I believe belongs to Siegel. Yeah, Siegel is really yeah. I think the last poll I saw were number four in the state, mid state uh, anyway. No, in the in the, in the state I think is what I saw in AAA. AAA, I believe uh, that's right. Okay. I wouldn't argue if you if you say so. But uh, um, yeah, the, 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 I mean, I think they have thirteen or fourteen wins. I think that's a lot. And uh, Blackman, who has kind of ruled the roost there for a good while, uh, will be having to take them down. And Jeff, as you mentioned back in the Randy King era, you and I never would bet against Randy King at Oakland. No, hard to ever bet against Barry Wartman at Blackman, but. Uh, uh, Siegel's got it going on, and, and good for them. They, they back in the what the mid 2000, 2004, 2005, 2006, they had some outstanding teams back at Siegel during that. Yes, time. they did, and I and I and I agree with what you said. I I would I would hate to think that um, I had a real good basketball team somewhere. That would be nice if I had one of those, and uh, I had to go into the finals and play Randy King. And Gary Johnson and Kevin Woodson and that team are Barry Workman in the finals. I just, you know, even though that we, we may, have, scheme it up just may have beat them twice, I don't know, but I just, you would be in jeopardy all the time because they don't quit ever, ever. And their players always hustle and work and they're hard to beat. Riverdale boys having a pretty good year as well. And the yeah. girls are undefeated 9 and 0. Again, they have. Sometimes, Jeff, you don't play games not because you've got the COVID issue. It's because everybody else you're trying to play has that issue. Right. So you can't can't get them made up. And so, uh, and how long has it been that they've been led by at least one of the Hayes girls? Yeah, I know. It's been a number of years. I wonder, too, if somebody, if somebody calls you and they say, well, we're not going to be able to make it tomorrow night. We've got, we've got COVID issues. Okay. All right. All right. 
Does anybody check and see if that team's got COVID <laughs> issues? I mean, if I were down somewhere and I had to go play Riverdale, I'd just call them up and say, we've got a kid that knows a kid that saw a kid that <laughs> we just can't make. Well, you're just putting off the inevitable, though, because you're supposed to make it up. So well, it's not like you're not going to play them. Okay. Right? Uh, well, okay. I'm just asking the question. I, w- I would never do that. You understand? I suspect that that – I know that was rumored in the college football that happened a time or two that uh, – Somebody that needed to play Alabama decided, you know, this just isn't quite the right time to do that. Let's let's, let's pull the COVID card. <laughs> Alabama, boy, they, they put it on them, didn't they? They did for sure. Absolutely did for sure. Yep. Uh, rock and rolling. And uh, as far as high school is concerned, again, no fans are going to be allowed for future. We don't know for sure how long it's going to last, but with the issues going on in the state, if there's no, no reason to think that it's going to – be able to slide anywhere backwards on that. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see what the governor does, if anything, and and uh, how things look locally as to whether we're going to get back in the gymnasium or not. But we might as well just plan on next year, maybe, for as far as fan su- support's concerned. Well, we hope that uh, the season can continue. And for those of you that are going, continue to do what you can to make sure these kids stay on the floor and that's follow the rules that are predicated out there for people. Uh, that, that gives the kids the best chance to play. And even though they'd love to hear, hear the roar of the crowd in the background, Jeff, they still would rather see the ball bouncing up and down than, than just having to sit at home. Sure. That, I think that's absolutely true. Coaches the same way. And they, But uh, I'm sure coaches in the morning, when they that phone rings, sometimes they don't want to answer it because they're afraid somebody's going to tell them, you're, you're in jail. Yep, yep. I, I guess it could happen. But this is going to pass. It will pass. It we will pass. We'll get through with this. One, one of these days soon. All right. Monty will be here tomorrow for All Sports Talk. The coaching show's up next. Rick Hensel Live coming right at you here in about two minutes on WGNS Radio. Good night. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.